Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. You're listening to Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm, and we have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. You can get all of your trumpet programming there at thetrumpet.com or wherever you like to get your podcasts. We're in those locations as well. Well, how important is your prayer life? Prayer comes up from time to time in the media, even. There might be a tragic event that happens. It could be a a weather event or a crime, one person against another, something like that. And oftentimes when people are being interviewed that are connected with the story or somewhat uh, involved, they'll say, well, we're, you know, we're praying for those people or we're, they're in our, our prayers. And then there'll be others that'll jump on that and say, well, I didn't do a lot of good. And, and there's sort of this back and forth argument about prayer. Was it effective? Was it worth doing? There's a lot of uh, thoughts that uh, come out about that. But prayer is vitally important. Unfortunately, when it's talked about in society, oftentimes it does end up being sort of an argument or it, it diminishes the importance of prayer or makes a mockery of it sometimes. But prayer is vitally important. It's vitally important. We have a booklet titled How to Pray, and that's free at our website, thetrumpet.com. You can get that book there. We also have an entire lesson in our correspondence course. It's the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course, and it's Lesson 14. It's dedicated to the subject of prayer. You can sign up for the entire course, and that's free also, and you can sign up at thetrumpet.com. But I do want to remind us today how important prayer is to God. It is vitally important, and we can understand the importance of prayer by noticing something from the Old Testament to begin with. So we have a few passages today. If you have a Bible handy, you could get it out, and we could look at this together. Uh, We'll look at Exodus 38 to begin. Exodus 38, and we'll start in verse 32. Again, taking a look at how important prayer is to God and how important it needs to be to us. Verse 32, and this is Exodus 38, verse 32. It says, Thus was all the work of the tabernacle of the tent, of the congregation finished, and the children of Israel did according to all that the Eternal commanded Moses, so did they. And they brought the tabernacle unto Moses, the tent, and all his furniture, his tacks, his boards, his bars, pillars, and sockets, and so on. So they completed the tabernacle. Of course, it was a, a, a movable tabernacle at that time for them. But they completed it. And notice what was in it. Verse 38, it says, And the golden altar, and the anointing oil, and the sweet incense, and the hanging for the tabernacle door. Verse 39, the brazen altar, and his grate of brass, his staves, and all of his vessels, and so on. So we have two altars here, and they're important. This is a quote from the message from the editor portion of Lesson 14 of the correspondence course. It says, anciently, there were two altars in God's physical tabernacle and temple, one for incense and the other for sacrifices. 
The sacrificial altar was made of bronze, but the incense altar was made of gold. The incense altar is a type of the holiest place in the universe. It is the only altar that also appears in the heavenly temple. So God gave Israel a pattern to follow here. He was trying to, you know, get them to understand something about him and his way of life. And they did not have God's spirit, so they were just uh, being dealt with in a very physical way. But they had this pattern to look at. And the incense altar was a type of the one that appears in the heavenly temple also. So this is a very important altar. And what is done on it is very important. And as we'll see, it has everything to do with prayer. It has everything to do with prayer. So it gives us a picture of how important prayer is to God and how important it should be to us. If we look at Revelation 8, we can see this altar in the heavenly temple. And we'll get a picture of it. Revelation 8, verses 3 and 4. It says, And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. So again, it's uh, this is now in God's throne room, and there's there's a golden altar, and it's dealing with the prayers of the saints. And it's right there before the throne. Verse 4, And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. So maybe we can try to picture that in our minds the best we can and, and understand that God's very much interested in prayer. He's interested in the prayers of his saints, and he listens to them, and they're handled very carefully. And the whole surrounding is gold. That's how important it is to God. When God's saints pray, and saints being those who God is working with today as first fruits, those prayers go up to God. They, they make an impact. And the environment of those prayers is pure gold. That's how important it is. You know, if you walked into a room and it was gold, you know, that would be pretty amazing. We don't usually go into a room like that. Maybe occasionally we see something that has some gold on it, but, you know, just to be surrounded by gold, well, that would really make an impact on us, wouldn't it? Because of how valuable gold is. Well, that's the environment, and of course it's a greater environment than we can picture physically, but that's the type of environment that our prayers go to. And that's how important they are to God. They're not, you know, put into uh, uh, some second-class uh, surroundings or environment. It's, it's the, the purest, the highest, the most valuable. That's where our prayers go. And that is how God values our prayers to him. And again, you can see why Satan works so hard to make prayers seem, you know, unimportant or not effective and things like that. He wants to cut people off from God, and many people are cut off from God today, cut off from that communication. But we need to be really striving to break through to God. And part of that is understanding how important those prayers are. That's a mindset that we need. Again, here's a uh, quote from the message from the editor from the Correspondence Course, Lesson 14. It says, Here, in the very throne room of the ruler of the universe 
is the golden incense altar where the prayers of the saints are offered to God. Gold is the most precious metal, and the prayers of the saints are most precious to God. And that's what is valuable. You know, we can understand that. People on this earth would value gold very much because there is a great value to it. God values our prayers. He values our prayers. Notice this here in Revelation 5, just a few pages back, Revelation 5 and verse 8. It says, now when he had taken the scroll, again, we're, we're, seeing, we're seeing some things here. I've been given a picture of some things that we don't, we don't see with our physical eyes, but this is the way it is around God. It says, now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. That's from the New King James Version. They have these golden bowls full of incense, and those are the prayers of the saints. That's where our prayers go. That's how they're, they're treated. That's how important they are to God. And so God has specific angels here monitoring all of our prayers. They definitely make a difference. God pays attention to them. He pays close attention to our prayers and how we pray to him. And we have to pay close attention to that as well. We don't want to think our prayers are unimportant or, you know, maybe just not the main emphasis of the day. You know, we get it done or we do something with them, but then we do other things and not put the emphasis that we need to on prayer. We have to be careful with that. But we should see here from just what the Bible shows uh, how seriously and how important our prayers are to God and how seriously he takes them. They are vitally important to him, the way that we talk to him. So we have to pay close attention to how we pray. Again, a quote from Lesson 14. This is a message from the editor section. And it says, look at the royal environment in which our prayers are handled. It's a royal environment. You know, I guess we would think about maybe, you know, some royalty on this earth as far as thrones and crowns and castles and things like that that we've all seen pictures of. You know, that's a royal environment here, though. This is the true royalty. This royal environment Look, it says, at the royal environment in which our prayers are handled. Look at the priority God gives our prayers. Wow. I mean, if God's giving our prayers that priority, we have to ask, well, what what priority do we give them? He says, we must place the same supreme importance on our prayers, and we must remember where they are going. You know, that'll help us in our thinking about prayer when we realize where they're going they're going to God, how they're being handled, that you have angels handling them. They're in these golden bowls. That's the environment that they're in. That's where they're going. And if we can keep that in mind, it'll help us to be more focused, I think, and realize how seriously we should take those prayers because God takes them seriously. Message from the editor continues, our primary focus in life must be on how we talk to God in prayer. Now, that's something to really stop and consider. Our primary focus in life has to be that. 
how we talk to God in prayer. We can ask ourselves, we have to be honest, is that our primary focus in life? Or are there other things that get in the way? If we're not careful, other things will get in the way. But our primary focus has to be on how we talk to God in prayer. The quote says that is our number one priority. That is how we grow in God's royal family through our our prayer life. That's how important it is. So, of course, Satan's going to work to try to diminish it or make it seem unimportant because it is so important. Notice this in James 5. This is an important point as well. When it comes to prayer, James 5 and verse 16, I'll just pick up the last part of it here. It says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Well, we have to um, think about that. So it has to be a, a prayer that is given with the proper fervency and has to be effectual. And it needs to be coming from a righteous individual. How much do our prayers avail? How much do they accomplish? We see here from James that we have to be righteous, living according to God's laws. Obeying God. And when we see tragic events in the news and the the news cycle that happens uh, after them, people again, we'll often talk about prayer and sometimes be pretty negative and say, well, did it do any good? You know, people are talking about prayer and, and still these things happened. And well, the question that maybe should be asked is, well, are these prayers coming from righteous individuals? Is it somebody that's obeying God? I mean, a time of crisis or a time of trouble or emergency, just about anybody will cry out on some level. But what about, as James says, the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man? That's something we should stop and think about. And we don't hear much about that. Again, in the news, when people are talking about prayer and that type of thing, well, are they obeying God? I mean, it's James says we have to be. We have to be striving to do that. We see um, an important point about this in Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59. You know, sometimes people feel like, well, maybe they do pray. And it's not really doing anything. Well, again, it is fervent prayer of a righteous man. Isaiah 59, verses 1 through 4. This is some pretty direct admonition here. It says, Behold, the Eternal's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. You know, God can do whatever he needs to. He's not powerless. Verse 2, though, it says, but your iniquities, sins, it's talking about here, but your, your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. So for not repenting and conquering sin and growing in that way, then, then it's hard to have prayers that avail much. Because as it says, your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Verse 3, for your hands are defiled with blood. You know, this is talking about the way it is in general in society. Now, hopefully it's not this way for those listening to the program today. But again, we all have to be growing and striving to conquer different areas of, of our lives where there's problems. 
But in society today and in modern Israel, the United States and other Western nations, this is what it's like. Your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongue have muttered perverseness. We see that all the time. Verse 4, none calls for justice, nor any pleads for truth. They trust in vanity, speak lies, they conceive mischief, bring forth iniquity, and, and you can keep reading. There's more. But that's, that's the problem in society today. If people say, well, you know, what good did prayers do? Well, we have to go back and take a look at this. God values prayers and the prayers of his saints, those that are obeying him. But as Isaiah 59 points out, sin, lawlessness, it separates people from God, and he won't hear because they're so far removed from him. So we don't want to be in that category. We want to be growing and changing and really understanding that the more we obey God, the closer we get to him, uh, the more effective our prayers will be. And the more we pray, the, the more effective our obedience will be. You know, it's a virtuous cycle. The message from the editor says, Do your prayers avail much today? If you apply yourself and implement what this lesson will teach you, and it's talking about this lesson, lesson 14, about prayer, and there's a lot of specifics that it gets into. If you apply that, it says you will gain access to Almighty God, and he will listen to you. And that privilege is worth more than all the gold on earth. You know, the ability to pray to God and have him hear and respond. That's, what's that worth? Well, as we just read there, it's worth more than anything. It's worth more than all the gold we could think about or imagine. It's worth more than that. And if we are striving to draw close to God and obey him and we are praying to him in the right way, then we will have a lot of answers to those prayers. There's a lot to consider when it comes to prayer and to grow in and to understand how to pray. That's a free book at thetrumpet.com. Also, this correspondence course lesson, lesson 14. All of it's free at thetrumpet.com. And uh, if you haven't gotten those materials yet, please do so and, and study them and apply them and just see, see how your life will improve in so many ways. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.